Well, look at you, good and holy Advent for people. <laughs> I hear something's happening this week, but I am glad to be here with you all today. And his name shall be Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Amen. So something else that happened this week is that my husband, Bill, and I had an argument the other night right at the dinner table. The holidays can be rough. Certainly this is something that couples know to avoid, and yet it happens to the best of us. Now this argument was not about politics or money or even who would take out the trash or wash the dishes. This argument, much to our children's chagrin, was more typical of my husband, Bill, and I. Now, I'm not going to get into who said what, he, he said, she said, because I know you all respect and like my husband, Bill, but just know I was right. <laughs> So our argument went a little something like this. So what I hear you saying is that Mary and Joseph walked all the way from Nazareth to Jerusalem. Yes, that is what I'm saying. To pay their taxes. Well, to pay a tax, yes. But the gospel says they went to Bethlehem. Well, they ended up in Bethlehem, yes. No, they went to Bethlehem. <laughs> says which gospel? <laughs> Matthew, the gospel you're reading, but what about Mark and Luke and John? What do they say? Our voices are growing louder and the kids are starting to clean up the dishes from the table, <laughs> which is a sure sign that they've had enough of the dinner theater. I'm not talking about what the gospel says, I'm talking about what actually happened. Oh, so now you're saying you know better than the gospel? I see. It is at this point that the laptops get opened. <laughs> right at the dinner table. And then the belligerent words are finally uttered. Name your source. <laughs> and we are off to Googling our thesis to prove that the other is absolutely wrong. And these words, name your source, are the words that send the poor children off to their rooms like mice scurrying from a wild cat. And then we are alone, having driven our sweet family away with our nerdy and intellectually tedious but yet completely enjoyable particular <laughs> couple argument. You see, there is a great difference between fact and truth. And while my sweet husband and I do so enjoy arguing about the facts of gospel stories, this gospel today is in actuality not about the facts. This gospel story for us today is about truth. A fact is something that is known or can be proved to be true but a truth is much bigger than that. A truth is found in the quality or state of being true. 
A truth is found in the context and relationship of variables, and a truth leads to meaning-making. There's a qualitative difference between fact and truth. And while the facts of the story of Mary and Joseph can be interesting to deconstruct, at least for the nerdiest among us, it is the truth of the story that will help us to make meaning of our lives in the season of Christmas, and that will prepare us to meet again the incarnate God through Jesus of Nazareth. As our gospel begins, the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. The birth of Jesus is within a much larger context. That larger context is a Jewish context within a Roman world. Mary has been told she is with child and that this child is the fulfillment of what we understand to be a Jewish prophecy. And that prophecy is that a child will be born that will save his people and his name will be Emmanuel, which means God is with us. So Mary and Joseph are set out on a journey. Now we may argue about the facts of where they are heading and why. To Bethlehem to pay a government tax or to Jerusalem to pay a temple tax. But what we hear as truth is that this holy family is on a journey. What truth does that journey hold for us? This is the first and most fundamental truth of their journey that is stated in the prophecy and in the gospel of Matthew. God is with us. From that truth flows more truth. God is in fact with us. God is in us, God works through us, and God is for us. The Jewish people that would have been hearing this prophetic word about a child to be born and named Emmanuel are a people in exile. They've been driven from their homeland and their temple. They've been displaced from their culture and homes and worship spaces. They are a lost people deep in grief and separation. And yet they are hearing from the prophet, God is with us. For the Jewish people, the truth that God can be found outside of their context, outside of their temple, is a complete and total revelation. But this is what the prophet Isaiah is saying to them during a time of great exile. The prophet exclaims this truth, God is with us. And I would suggest that same revelation, that same truth is for us in the scripture as well. No matter where we go as a people, no matter where we are on our spiritual journey, God is with us, even in exile, even away from our temple or sacred spaces, even in separation and grief and utter despair, God is with us. This is the fundamental truth that grounds the rest of Mary and Joseph's journey and thus ours. Mary. Mary's role in this story exemplifies for us the second truth found in the journey. She has sung her Magnificat song just as Hannah did a thousand years before. 
Mary has sung that song and proclaims that God is in her. She has said yes to and accepted this truth that God is in her. Literally, God is, is within the body of Mary. The incarnation dwells within her very flesh, and she has said yes to bringing that incarnate God into the world. The truth of her journey that God is in her is also our truth. God dwells within us. We have the ability to bring that incarnate God to life in this world through our very bodies. We too can birth God with our choices to live in accordance with God's will, to follow Christ, to live out our baptismal covenant, to love our neighbor as ourselves, to bear the goodness of God through our actions, to love. To love is to birth God through our embodied lives. The truth is God is in us. And God works through us. Joseph. Joseph has a dream. In that dream, God tells Joseph to take Mary as she is, to love her and protect her, and to father the child that will save the people. This, this taking Mary as she is, is a risky and radical act for a man in that day. He risked his life his livelihood, his reputation. God works through Joseph. And Joseph dreams this and trusts that God will in fact work through him. This truth discovered in Joseph's journey is a truth for us as well. God will work through us, but we must be willing to trust our dreams too. To trust that God is telling us what God needs from us, what God needs us to do and to be for God to truly work through us. To trust that means to take risks, to at times be in dangerous roles that may put our reputations or livelihoods on the line. And when we do discern God's direction in our life, and when we do trust that, the truth is God will work through us. In the unfolding journey of Mary and Joseph and what comes to be, we see a final truth of this gospel story for us as Christians. And that truth is the essential character of our God it is the compassion of God that brings the Israelites out of Egypt. And it is what leads Mary and Joseph back to Egypt when Herod begins to slaughter the innocent children. The compassionate character that saves the people as they journey out of Egypt and back to Egypt again is based in this truth. God is for us. God is for us. God was for the Israelites on their journey, and God was for Mary and Joseph on their journey. And God is for us on our journey because God is with us no matter where we are on that journey. The facts of all of these stories remain uncertain as facts often do. The fact is, 
Only two of the four gospels even have a birth narrative for Jesus, Matthew and Luke, and even those two differ greatly. John and Mark, they don't even deal with Jesus's birth. So we can, and my husband and I may, spend a great deal of time and energy deconstructing the story's facts, but it is only for the curiosity and fun of it. Because in the end, it is not the facts, but it is the truth that sets us free. And the truth of this journey, what it is we prepare for all Advent, is to be ready for our own journey with Jesus and with each other, to know more deeply, to live from this foundational truth that indeed God is with us, God is in us, God works through us, and God is absolutely and unquestionably for us. What flows from this truth? What happens to us as a people if we sincerely accept these statements as truths? Because if God is with us, what do we have to fear? Without fear, we are freed to be present with each other, to see ourselves within each other, to work for and with each other, and to be for each other. Because God is with us, we are freed to be truly present. And if we are to be fearlessly present with each other, we must also be willing to take risks and root ourselves in these truths of the journey to Bethlehem. We must also remind ourselves and one another, we are not called to do this work of believing these truths alone. That's why it is said, God is with us. The people didn't hear God is with you, or God is with me, or God is with those other people. The prophet said, God is with us. We as a community must embody this truth and speak it to one another. So I'm going to ask you to take a risk now because sometimes we have to be a little uncomfortable in our work together. And for us as Episcopalians, being embodied can be a bit uncomfortable, but take a risk. I want you to turn to your neighbor, any neighbor. I want you to look them in the eyes and I want you to speak this truth to your neighbor. I want you to say, God is with us. For real. Now, now, and it's okay, Tahani, you will live. <laughs> now I want you to turn to a different neighbor and I want you to say, I see God in you. Good. you to find another neighbor <laughs> and I want you to say to that other neighbor God is working through us and finally and I swear it's almost over <laughs> and finally I want you to turn to another neighbor and then I want us to all say together God is for us. 
God is for us. Indeed, indeed. All souls, I believe it is the truth. We are prepared. We have been made ready, ready to receive the incarnate God right here and then to see it wherever we may go on our journey. Amen.